0: What are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to The Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entries.
1: ta-ta This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at Patreon.com/slash/ElderScrollsLorecast. Robots Radio, games, lore, stories, community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host Tom or Robots. I'm here with my good buddy Lotus and Lotus. We before we get into talking about Valenwood because we're going back through our, our locations and we're kind of moving through the map. There was a big announcement today. There sure was. For the first um, time in just a few years, and uh, well, it's been four I know, years. It feels like it's been. Forever, Has it been four? It's, it's been three. Three. It's the it's first time three in three years. years. Literally
0: at the start, like. COVID had just started to become a thing that people were aware of. Yeah, And then shortly after ESO Vegas, the world blew up.
1: Yeah. So three years ago, right before the pandemic happened, uh, the Elder Scrolls online team had an event in Las Vegas where they were announcing the new year of content. And it was a really cool opportunity for you. You you didn't have to buy tickets. You just had to fly out there. But, you know, but there weren't tickets to get in. Everyone just could get in if you pre applied or whatever and then they had this big old event and you could actually talk with the devs and all these people and you got to see the big reveal on stage and they're going to do something very similar. We know what the next year of content is already but they're still going to have a big event for lots of people to get together and then there were like after parties where we went to different bars and hung out with all the different fans and the community and the, yep. and, um, the number we were just talking at the pre-show a number of the devs like stayed up to like ridiculous hours yeah. just because they wanted to hang out with everybody right because
0: we're on east coast time i mean you and i even though we're not next to each other on the same coast so we share east coast time Mm -hmm. and being that you know zoss and bethesda is in maryland they're also on east coast time so (laughs) us going to vegas is one a huge time shift and then like because you're running around doing all this stuff uh come 3 a.m., it's like, well, that's 6 a.m. It's really early in the morning <laughs> like at that point. It's like, yeah. brutal for, for uh, the time adjustment, so.
1: Yeah, but it was a lot of fun, and so they're doing it, it again, uh, and Lotus Lotus has just found out that he's going to be able to go. I'm going to have yep. to check with my plans and, and my wife and her plans and things like that. Hopefully, I'll be able to make it, and uh, if I don't, I hope you guys all have a wonderful time, and if I do, I hope everybody has the opportunity to get together and hang out. It would be wonderful to see so many faces in our community actually in one place and chatting and talking about all the stuff that we of course nerd out about every week on the show (laughs) absolutely so
0: same goes actually just because i feel like you know my work schedule is going to be loads of fun to make up for while i'm taking all these video game based hiatuses (laughs) but for all of those um actually making the trip up to pax east there isn't like an official elder scrolls thing there but pax east again is just like a big, big video game conference type of deal um which you know tends to attract a lot of that type of attention um and actually it turns out i'm trying to finalize details on it the uh betrayal of the second era the elder scrolls board game uh from chip theory is actually going to be at pax east and uh I'm actually looking to get a hands-on as well as get an interview with the devs. Uh, So that'll be fun. Uh, But yeah, if you happen to be going there as well, I'll also be there because that's down the street from me and doesn't require a six-hour plane (laughs) ride.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a fun event also. Um, lots of cool stuff coming up. So uh, let us know if you're going. Uh, Rob yeah. the Princess is in chat. He says a few of our other Lorecaster guildies will be there. Uh, chime in on the Discord. Let people know if you're planning to go and, and we can all plan to meet up or whatever. Even yeah. if I if I do or don't make it, we could still make sure that that's a thing. Rob's definitely going to be there. Lotus is going to be there. Right. And, and so we'll just plan around it. But um, we, could, uh, we could do a whole show talking about how much fun the last, last time was and all the stuff that you'll get to go see. But we have to talk about valenwood today valenwood valenwood i always say valenwood valenwood but I, I don't know yeah so
0: because it's made of the individual places that are referred to more frequently like green shade and grotwood which are more regularly pronounced in games <laughs> easier than, to say <laughs> than the nebulous like oh let's go to valenwood well oftentimes they sp- kind of specify oh we're going to grotwood or they'll say you know we're going to Elden root like they'll mention a specific Mm -hmm. thing rather than just the nebulous region (laughs) you know right a lot of people like morrowind is a little more common skyrim is a little more common balenwood is actually like more prone to being separated by name it seems like in the series
1: yeah and we haven't visited it in a main game right no no again
0: other than you know
1: arena, arena we go anywhere but that kind of doesn't really count but it's, it's like more really procedural
0: generation just right. kind of a it's a foresty biome that's procedurally generated um so so like not not specific certainly not in a new gen style of sure. handcrafted sure. experience outside elder scrolls online itself
1: right and that's my point is that at, right. from the beginning these zones were all individual zones from elder scrolls online And you could you could explore lots of this area. So um, but the Valenwood itself is kind of the overarching name for the region. It's it's a roughly a name for the place where the Bosmer live and also is regarded by just this being a big forested area. The, The Valenwood or Valenwoods is sometimes what is just is just called because it's not so much that it's a. Um, it's, it's more like it's a physical location based on this being a place that is a big forest and less of mm-hmm. it being a like a kingdom or a regional right. area like that. Sure. Like what you're saying. Um, but you're right. It has, it has a number of different locations, uh, including Grotwood, Greenshade, Malabal Tor. And Reapers March, which are all locations in ESO, and some other some other minor locations as well. But here, let's go through each of those because I think we're going to learn more about those um, as uh, getting into, into the nitty gritty details about about those. Um, but before we do that, one thing I really wanted wanted to point out: we, we're not going to get into the political history too much, as as we've been doing with this series. We're talking more about the locations and the land itself. But one of the things that is one of those debated points about you go way back to the Merithic area area era the
0: Merithic area of the
1: map <laughs> and the you know the Bosmer did they come did they descend from the other line of elves or were they created in the ooze and there's that whole debate which we've talked about and in the beginning of the first era you have the formation of um, the what was it the dynasty the um, was it Cameron dynasty I I'm, I'm, don't know where it went in my notes, um, but you have you have early on formation of of these different kingdoms and things. And although the Bosmer were already settled in the region by the beginning of the first era, you also had the influx of some of the Aeliads. So you have a little bit right. of that influence in the region as well. And by the time you have Bosmer and Aliads, they are very different types of elven groups that even if they came from the original Source,
0: group, <laughs> if that makes yeah. sense, yeah. Which I guess if you're you're dealing with Bosmer uh, in general, your original source altogether would be the ooze, which we you know we'll get into some other yeah. time again. We're or, not really doing.
1: Or was it the uh, the um, Altmer? Like, oh, or was it the uh, right? That's that's the whole debate. Yeah. Is like, did, right. did they exactly. come from the Altmer? <laughs> and the ooze is mythology, or is ooze is the ooze actually? the origin in some way and there's right
0: does that predate that and actually both of them are again topics for
1: another thing that aren't just the region itself which we're trying to keep simple to just regions for now at least right but that's you got to kind of keep that all in the back of your head because there is kind of this overlying mythology to the to the area it's got this mysterious quality with the forests and the trees and and the deep dark forest kind of quality now what we see in the games isn't as deep and dark as it sometimes just in the lore so ESO has made it much more easy to traverse in these regions even though you can climb up right. in the trees and things but according to the lore you have gigantic trees which change locations and all this kind of wackiness which isn't really presented the same way in Elder Scrolls Online so just yep. be aware that that stuff exists in the lore but it we don't necessarily see it in game so much so let's go to Grotwood Grotwood is the southeastern Region of Valenwood, Valenwood. I don't know how we're going to pronounce that. The region is covered in a dense jungle containing many massive grot oaks. We're going to talk a lot about grot oaks from which the region takes its name. It borders Green Shade to the west, Malabal Tort and Re- Reapers March to the north and elsewhere to the east. So it is one of those areas that is on the border with elsewhere. The Padamaic Ocean is off its southern shores. Its capital is Eldon Root, a city built on and around the Elden tree, an ancient and massive grot oak. The Elden Tree is said to be the only Grot Oak to have a, defin- a definite connection to the green sap tower at any given time. A side effect of uh, anu- Anumarillus. I'm going to mess up names. And, yeah, and, 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 and num- numeral, yeah. numeralist, and, and numeralists. I, I when know, I read know. it in my head, I said it. And then when I said it out loud, it didn't say it right. That's what I was about to say. I'm not sure
0: I've ever tried pronouncing and, that. <laughs>
1: yeah. So failed attempt to create, recreate the White Gold Tower. And we've talked about the whole green sap tower and the different towers in one of our wacky yep. lore episodes. Yeah, and the tower lore. So, section of the lore. Yeah, so if you're interested in that, go go check out that stuff. But what's so cool about this is the the capital, this Elden Root capital in the Big Tree, which we actually do get to visit in ESO.
0: Yeah, it's actually kind of sort of like one of the hub cities. It's one of the major cities uh, if you're part of the Elmiri Dominions uh, Alliance, which is one mistake if you're in that alliance but that aside yeah um, really cool city very cool design Um, and because the tree is so massive you kind of enter through the base and then like it's cut into tiers right which is very cool and makes a really unique structure in the grand scheme of things
1: yeah lots of little loading screens going through it which is a little bit yeah because there's so many tiers to the place yeah yeah so these regions because i didn't this was the last of the original storyline stuff I played through. And it's not, these locations are not my like go to locations when I'm like, I'm gonna go back to a familiar city and go, you know, like the only reasons I ever go back through these zones is because I'm like shopping for something or, you know, like I just have to because of some weird quest line or something that popped up. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, but for the most part, I'm not super familiar. I've been to all these locations, but I'm not super familiar. These are not like my home places so right that yeah that. M- mine either to be fair because it's not the main alliance hub that i'm I'm used to right i'm sure people are yelling at us right now they're like what that zone is so cool yeah, it's cool it is, just- it
0: is really cool so i mean to, the, <laughs> to their credit yelling at you know those of you yelling at your podcatcher right now you're you're correct they're really neat uh,
1: designs and everything like that. But uh yeah, just not it's just not where I reside. Right, right. So next on the list we've got Greenshade. Uh Greenshade is the southwestern region of Valenwood or Valenwood. It borders Grotwood to the east, Malabaltor to the north, and the Isle of Aradon is just across the sea to the west. So this is like the bottom corner of the that whole map. The yep. west uh the main city is Woodhearth. Uh, situated on the westernmost tip of the region, the other major cities are Greenheart and the Aldmeri city of Marbrook, the latter of which once bordered Falinesti's spring location. The region consists us of smaller forests, clearings and meadows. There is also a swamp to the northeast of Woodhearth. So this area is a lot more plain looking. It is, but just from a totally like.
0: I don't know. I- cosmetic I, it's not really even like cosmetic just i think the name woodharth is super cool so mm-hmm. hey, i i love that city just on its like name value but yeah it's it's not quite as um i don't know elaborate as like the Grot oak or you know they, they make reference to which we'll actually touch on uh felonesti uh, as as we go along here but um it, it, a little less extravagant as some of the other notable places in the area
1: yeah, and I have to wonder if it was. I mean, obviously they designed the regions based on the way they showed up in the lore before they made them for Elder Scrolls Online. But it also is kind of the first area you go through after Aridon if you're playing through the storyline. Sure, sure so. so it's a little bit more. I don't know. Uh, it, you're not you're not into the deep, dark, spooky forest yet, right? Like you're just right, you're kind yeah, of you're like, kind like of dipping your toes, of that. right? And then you've got like the and Wilder and King quest like and, and all of that stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's that region. Then there's Malabaltor, which is the northwestern region of Valenwood. It borders Green Shade yes. to the south. Reapers March to the east and the Gold Coast of Cyrodiil across the Strid River to the north. So this is up on the northern part of it. Uh, the region mm-hmm. contains the city of Sylvanar, the spiritual center of Valenwood or Valenwood, the host, and hosts the city Falanesti, where it has rooted itself since the Oblivion Crisis, in which uh, in what was once its summer site. The region is covered in a jungle similar to the one in Grotwood, but denser and smaller in scale. This is this is definitely like the creepy dark kind of foresty region. So right. you want to talk about Falanesti? We probably should, because we keep making reference
0: to it and as opposed to like Pushing it off, we might as well kind of make reference to the fact that we've said several times there are sites where Falonesti is. There's a summer site. That, that basically, there's seasonal sites for Falonesti. And now why, why Esti, is
1: th- why is that Lotus?
0: So Falonesti is one of the uh, major cities, uh, one of the eight major cities of the province. Um, but it it's a literal walking city. <laughs> like yeah, it right. doesn't stay put. <laughs>
1: Right, and uh, so, at one point it just kind of disappeared for a while.
0: Yes, in fact, uh, that time would be during the Elder Scrolls Online. Weird. Um, huh. You just see the sites where SD, uh takes place based on you know it, its corresponding season, but you actually don't see the Walking City of Falenesti itself. Mm-hmm. So again. I not th- sure why i mean yeah i, I think it was a strong theory why development programming
1: standpoint yeah <laughs> it was a development difficulty is my guess is oh, how the heck my guess as well how the heck do um, they make that a thing and so they were like well let's just write it into the lore that it disappeared for a little while
0: it's missing in action for a while right which mm. that 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 could be um and and i i'm drawn to agreeing with that um but it's not Unusual for something of some degree of importance to just go MIA out of nowhere. Um, We've had the situation with the moons, Uh, you know. It's not the first time something's just poof. It's just not there for a while, and then suddenly it's back again at some point, and that. So, not super weird, but it's you know kind of be remiss to just bring up the fact that that's what we mean by felonesti. Uh, It's essentially a giant walking tree city. which is really cool. It's a really cool concept. It is. It's it's a really neat. And I, I I've been secretly hoping that one expansion, we get some type of weird thing where they explain it and we deal with it on some. I don't know, so, some degree where we can. I, I mean, like you said, mm-hmm. technically, it will be weird to have a city actually walking around the zone. And I mean, it's not yeah. just constantly on the move. It You know, it, it moves at points. It's right. It's not just, you know, dancing from one location to another all the time. That's not
1: really how it works. But, right. It just gets up um, and migrates on occasion. Um, well here's right, here's the right, way right. that I think they could make that work. And I don't, don't want to belabor the point too much because we we have lots of other things to talk about. But here's I, I don't think that you could just like stick it in one of the existing zones and just make like a city that moves around on the map. That would be very difficult to do. Yeah, I think that would the, be weird. With the tech and the way that the tech currently works. But to create a new zone and have some sort of story explanation for, like, it has been in a realm of oblivion for a while, and then get to go visit the location and design it really intricately and make it look really cool, but have it, like, floating in a sphere, or, you know, kind of like the way the clockwork city is, like, it's a physical location, but it's really, to go into the city ends up being in a different zone, really. That doesn't feel too different from any other zone, other than it's odd. It, like that kind of thing, right? Yep. And you may even be able to do a sort of thing where like maybe the city's constantly walking through a realm of oblivion. But like the skybox around the zone is just moving. As if the city, like the roots of the city are oh, just I, traveling okay, in I see a what direction. You're saying, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So everything feels stable. Like you're still walking around this big, really cool looking zone. But when you look past the edges of it, the boundaries, the skybox is moving like it's walking through an even bigger area
0: yeah 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 that's in that that's actually interesting because that could give the illusion of it type of deal
1: mm-hmm. yeah just kind of like when you're dealing with like um i don't know there's a few other times in the game where they've done some really cool stuff with like magic or a tower falling or like like big epic kinds of things and they play with the the tools that they have in a way to ma- give you that feeling of like something really cool and weird is happening, but it's very contained. Right. And it, and it's, you know, it really, is just tricks of, you know, light and sound. <laughs> it's like a, like a <laughs> yeah, movie set. Exactly. Um, right. So something like that. Now Mallet, let's go back to Malibal because it does have some other interesting things. Um, it is obviously a site that's important to the Bosmer in that it has a location of Ooze, O-U-Z-E, a tar pit believed to be connected to the feared Bosmeri afterlife of the Ooze, O-O-Z-E, which we talked about when we talked about the Bosmeri and and those kinds of things, as well as Treehenge, the final resting site for the souls of all green ladies, which is another one of those story bits you can play and learn more about. Um, But it's, it's also actually... In a place that other races are into as well, including the Wood Orcs, who have claimed to many different locations in the jungle, uh, including uh, their stronghold, Draw. Draw apostrophe bull. B-U-L. That's such an orcish name. It's very orcish. Um, That's super orcish. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's along the northern coast, uh, which, while ruins such as Ab- Abamath. Or the Blood Toil Valley hold vast historic and religious significance for their people. So, oftentimes we think of orcs and we think of other locations, but not not Valenwood. But
0: yeah, there are places like a in special type of orc that are prone to being in Valenwood.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is cool. Like, it's another one of those little... I love, like, the little bits of... The things that makes things feel different and unique and nuanced. Yes, and
0: actually, uh, kind of bouncing off um, something Rob joked about in chat when we were talking about the Falunesti and I was actually looking through to see if it was mentioned later and I should wait to bring it up and I was kind of thinking because we just mentioned the Wood Orcs it might be relevant to tap on this real quick here. Um, Something else kind of missing in action so to speak during the time of ESO um, but we'd kind of be remiss to not bring it up is a um another race that's actually uh, another beast race from valenwood that is just straight up not in eso um and there's not really an explanation for it uh which is a little weird other than they're in hiding but that seems odd that they're just straight up not there uh but this race is called the imga um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're, they're they're like uh, well they're, they're they're named uh you know the great Apes or the ape-men uh but they're like I said they're Beast folk of Valenwood the same way you have like argonians are native to black Marsh khajiit are natives to um elsewhere but they're they're basically like intelligent ape people style people yeah. uh, who who live in Valenwood before the Aldmer ever apparently even arrived there. So they're sort of the original inhabitants.
1: Right. Um, yeah. There's a number they, of original inhabitants, uh, Spriggans and um, right. uh, th- these other creatures. Uh, oh, there's a lot of creatures, but other semi-intelligent or intelligent creatures as well.
0: yeah and and you know they they supposedly you know kind of lived alongside with uh the the bosmer tribes and stuff like that but then they up and abandoned their posts and their cities and all of that stuff during the second era and that was sort of just like the end of it um there there's been very little information going forward uh relating to them so it's it's Weird that they're kind of just not there during the plane meld and the Alliance (laughs) War. Um, Right, right. But it's something worth noting, at least for the time being, um, because it doesn't seem like there's anything concrete. On why why they're gone, there's like
1: theories and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the history of had, the empire, had, um, if I remember correctly, yeah. notes that the Bosmer, when the Bosmer moved into the area and became the Bosmer, they had to quickly. I, I believe it stated something like they had to uh, learn to, how to be the predator and not the prey in yeah. order to, you know, basically find their place in in that in that area. But that that creates the assumption that they hunted down <laughs> these other threats to their existence yeah meaning some of these you know like the intelligent apes and some of these other races that may have have been there ahead of them so yeah and um the fox people rob says aren't the fox people Yeah, the people? is who he's referring to for some reason I,
0: are they from this region too let me double check i actually thought they were oddly from the Black Marsh. I think it's
1: area, Black Marsh. Yeah. I think that's which right. I
0: guess we could have mentioned in that episode as well. But well, there you it's, go. It's, an, it's another <laughs> one of those like kind of missing in action races. And yeah, now now that it, it, Rob mentions that, I, I actually, because one of the, this is just a little tangent to follow up, I guess, on the, the Black Marsh episode. um In ESO, we, Lumoth is a literal city name and it's it's named after the Lumothite. So like mm-hmm. you you've got a pretty strong tie in. Um so so like that's yeah, I I I think um that's actually a good point though. I I sort of forgot about them. Uh again, also being missing in action during this
1: <laughs> missing <laughs> in yeah. action, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my my sense of it is that they were uh, I don't know, pushed to the edges of society like if they do exist they're in very small tribes and they don't really show up in in the games that kind of thing
0: yeah and and you know when the original we do know this game uh you know they've definitely gotten their legs out now at this point but at this point uh, they're established whereas at the beginning it was short of it seemed uh, much like a fallout 76 situation definitely felt like it was kind of just get out the door and get started already and then they had mixed results that they've kind of been dealing with like no no, the game's like totally worth it now, even if at the beginning maybe a little need a little more time in the oven. And actually, yeah, I I was just checking out the Foxfolk, the Lumotheat, or Vulpine Beast Race. Yeah, they they inhabited Black Marsh. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Now my dog's barking at me. Stop. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> moving on, there's one more major location. Uh, Reaper's March, which has a freaking awesome name. And this this is always the zone that feels the most like uh, elsewhere without being elsewhere. I was going to say this always felt like elsewhere to me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, It's got kind of that savanna quality where it's not so much forest and it's more like grasslands with like the trees remind me of like somewhere in Africa or something like
0: that. Yes. Yeah. Very savanna type yeah, of thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it, this is the western portion of Reaper, of I'm sorry. Let me start that over. The western portion of the Reapers March region known as the northern woods makes up the northeastern reaches of Valenwood. It is a sparsely forested area that borders Malabaltor to the west Grotwood to the south and elsewhere to the east. It's up in the top right corner of the yep. zone. It also butts right up against uh, Cyrodiil. So right. you've got a mix of cultures because of that. Any, And we went through the same thing last time on Elsewhere. Any of these zones that are kind of mysterious and out there, the, the parts of them that butt up against the Empire tend to be more... They feel more normal to us as humans yeah. to see the human influence in these zones. They
0: feel colonized.
1: <laughs> right, right. The, the biggest settlement is the multicultural city of uh, Arendia, to the north, while Falanesti used to be found in the south during autumn months. Due to the close proximity of Cyrodiil and elsewhere, the region was often raided by the Colovians and the Kajit. so that's why it has some of those influences. Yep. For the same reason, both Colovian crypts and ruins of Kajiti temples can be found here. The forests of the northern woods gradually diminished as they merged with elsewhere savannas to the east, which comprises the subregion of Donmead and Jodewood. Because of its distance from Val- Valenwood proper, the Green Pact is often overlooked by the Bosmer living here. So it it is kind of that like transitional zone. I, between that's each exactly it. I was about to say it's almost like an in between.
0: It's like, hey, is it elsewhere? Is it Valenwood? Depends who you ask. Like it's almost like that weird smear. It's like okay, where exactly is the boundary from one region to the next region? Right, and it seems to
1: depend on like what time in history are you talking about? Also,
0: that which right. yeah, I was going to say, depending upon who owns certain regions and stuff like that, can also depend a lot on
1: where it's classified in certain eras. Right. So notable places. We've mentioned some of these, but we'll just go back through the list so that you're familiar with all of these. There's Arenthia, which is the multicultural city in Reaper's March. There's Dis, which we hadn't talked about, which was a yep. location that is existed in the late second era. This is a location that's referenced to with uh, with Hyperseptum's conquest. It was a settlement. And I, I don't think it was a long lived location as it was just kind of referenced and then never, never referenced again. Uh, Elden Grove which is sacred forest of the in the birthplace of the first tree Elden root which is the ancient city in central grotwood which we talked about Falanesti, which is the tree that tree city that moves around, yep. uh, Gilvardell, a town located in eastern grotwood that was raised by moleg ball there's a whole story there about he sure likes to go visit cities and just blow them up doesn't he sure sure yeah it's, it's weird molag ball and uh, Mayron
0: zagon really like to go visit and just I feel like they just party it up, destroying as much as po- possible, and then just like, all right,
1: bye. <laughs> Later, Leave you, and you clean up, clean up for me, see ya. Yeah, somebody fix this, or don't, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> then there's uh, Greenheart, which is a city in southern greenshade near the shore. Uh, Haven, which is an Altmeri city in southeastern Grotwood near the shore. Hectahame, an alien ruin containing the heart of Valenwood, which is part of one of the quest storylines. Yep. Uh, Marbrook, which is a major Altmer city in eastern Greenshade, and a lot of these locations are Altmer because of the time of the events of ESO, right? With the uh, Eldmeri Dominion and the combination of all these cultures working together and all of that. Uh, Celine's Web Ooh. is a hidden forest between Malabal Tor and Reapers' March, ruled by Celine, a mysterious forest spirit. So quick side
0: note on celine's web which i i originally did not know about as i again you celine's web is a dungeon um in the elder scrolls online which is kind of where i just assumed it began and ended but actually it's a major dungeon in a creepy forest crypt thing uh in Elder Scrolls One Arena, Celine's Web has been there since the very first game, that's which awesome. is interesting. That's cool. um, so that's a long-standing part of the series, as well as Celine, the the weird forest spirit thing that you interact with from time to time. Right. This is another one of those polls that they pulled. Uh, yeah, from back was, at the beginning it, of the series and put it into really USO. cool
1: poll too. When I, when I found out about that, I was like, no way! That's so neat. Yeah. Then there's Sylvanar, a city in eastern Malabaltor, the spiritual center of Valenwood. South Point, a port city in southwestern Grotwood, founded by a cohort of Imperial soldiers in the early days of the Second Empire. Um, Velen Harbor, a yeah, Valen Harbor. Valen, Valen. It's, e. it's, it's, so yeah, it's an E. It's so if Valenwood has an A, It should
0: be Valens. So then, then this I would they be pronounced Valen in game, but
1: it's who knows nice. words. Words, words are, are hard. hard.
0: I don't know. I call it Velen, but Velen looks more words correct.
1: <laughs> yeah, word, words are hard. Uh, then we have Whisper Grove, a city in eastern green shade destroyed by the forces of Mayrun's Dagon. Another. As if we
0: didn't just mention Mayron Zagon and Polak my, my Ball just going in and messing up the place. Yep,
1: yep, that's another one. And then Woodharth, the city in western green shade near the shore. So these are yeah, these are kind of really the main cool main locations. And again, yeah, I mean, they all such good names. That's one of the fun things about the series is the cool names of the locations. Yep. So that's what we got on that. We're going to take a quick break, thank our, our patrons, and then we're going to talk about the flora and the fauna. So don't go anywhere. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love
0: Dragonborn and you are educating yourself to the
1: Elder Scrolls lore Alright, here we are in the middle of the show and this is where we get to thank our new patrons including one account with two names, Carla and Chris. Welcome aboard, Carla and or Chris. And uh, also Obots A and I don't know if that's an actual name, because I don't know if that's a name, but it's two words, and so I'm just going to say A for the last name, because I don't I don't recognize the words. So we'll just pretend that's a name if it's not, just to be safe. And then uh, Norm the Gnome. Also, thank you for joining us. Welcome to... So festive. Yeah, welcome to the Patreon. We, cr- we are currently at 123 patrons, and Yikes. we got to shout out our Daedric Princes, Kira C, Neon Knight, and Noodle Al Dente. who get shout outs every week for being Daedric Prince tier subscribers, so... Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who supports the show. Um, We really do appreciate it. If you are interested in checking out what you can get, then go to patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. You can get ad-free episodes. You can get a bunch of the episodes that were from, like, the first year and a half of the show that... All just got put on the Patreon because it was before Lotus had joined the show. Uh, there's T-shirts and stickers, all sorts of different things for different tiers. Plus, you can join us on the Patreon chats at the end of every month. So go check that stuff out. We also have a review. And just a reminder, if you leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it out on a future episode of the show. This one is from blowhard Billy Bob in the United States, which <laughs> sounds like an American. What a great name. <laughs> and uh blowhard billy bob says my new go-to for elder scrolls lore discussion to sleep to me i don't know what that means I assume to go to sleep too to, because you have a soothing voice. To go and I'm to loud. sleep too. <laughs> okay. Uh, so <laughs> Billy Bob says, since Fudge Muppets podcast is over, I am looking for something else. And this podcast is great. It covers things from all the games, including ESO without being negative towards the games like Fudge Muppet are. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> great stuff. Well, thank you. Uh, blowhard Billy Bob. And, uh, uh, yeah, we, we try. We try to keep things positive. I mean, obviously, we we talk about things sometimes when we're just like, eh, I just don't really like this, but we try not to dwell on that. Right? Because there's so much well, good to focus on.
0: Sure, and and uh, the other thing too is, um, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I would think it would be helpful, but sometimes like I'll try to bring up like the the difference like between the games from a logistical standpoint where we're talking about Falinesti. Okay, in lore, you could try to come up with some reason logically it's probably because it was too hard to program in ESL. sure like right that, right it's like yeah. you could yeah, you, you know you could take that as negative if you want but it's like well no that's just being realistic from like a game perspective that's as well sh- so how it works like, they are
1: a business they'd be able to, have to ship something so yeah. th- i mean you know. granted
0: that would blow my mind if we had just a in city you know bumbling around but yeah good luck with all
1: of that <laughs> like, right yeah that would be much sure, more difficult sure. to code into the game um so Thank you, everybody, for your support and thank you for leaving the review. And uh, if you if you want to help us out, you can always rate us on Spotify. If you listen on Spotify or even if you have a Apple account, but you just don't listen on there. You can always just log into the Apple app or online or whatever and, and leave something. and We'll read it out on a future episode. So that's that. Let's get back to the rest of Valenwood. Here we go. You're listening
0: to the Elder Scrolls cast dear child of
1: cities. That is why the Night Mother loves you. All right. So like we do with the other episodes, we got to talk about the flora and the fauna. And um, this location is primarily interesting because of one major flora feature. Flora feature. Is that... Th- flora feature. I don't think it I've ever like said wash. that. I yeah. New flora feature from. Flora feature. <laughs> flora from,
0: feature allows from- <laughs> you to pronounce our product's name. <laughs> oh, God. Uh,
1: but uh, it, obviously, there's a bunch of trees and plants that grow here, but it's really the Grot Oaks. The Grot Oaks are the big. Yeah. The big focus. I mean, yeah, you, you've got some very... Point, the major gimmick of Valenwood. <laughs> right. You've got the, you got the lots of regular plants and the plants that you collect and all the normal stuff, right? But then you have right. the Grot Oaks, and these are gigantic. These are very big trees, and if you haven't played ESO, they've got these winding branches that you can climb up in. And then the Bosmer have used these similar to the way that the Dunmer used the giant mushrooms to build places to live. So... And sometimes it's a little confusing because it's like you have a quest location on the map and it's like you got to go over here. But it's like winding up in the tree above you and you had to climb into the tree from like 50 yards back where you came from before you actually get up to that location. So it's cool, though, because they they have entire, you know, not just homes, but cities built in these trees. So. They're very cool. It's it's a very unique zone because of that. In fact, this zone is some of these areas are so dense with the trees in the lore that there's the concept of the tops of the trees creating this canopy covering the sky, which is referred to in some cases as a second sky or the middle green because of the canopy of of leaves. So what do you think about all that? Lotus? I
0: aesthetically i just think it looks so i think it looks really cool um overall but the thing that i always find about all of this i guess is i'm not i'm not the biggest high fantasy person mm-hmm. but i feel like in these trees and the way that we've ever seen them and designed and like the whole forest aesthetic involving all of this it's super like fairy tale like mythical if that if that yeah kind of Described and i i i like how unique that is to this series because honestly overall that's kind of like a pretty common fantasy trope like oh you know mystical wisps and stuff like that and it's like okay yeah that's like a pretty commonplace thing but honestly because that's so overall not a, a heavy duty theme it makes this region sort of unique in that way that it's it's mm-hmm. you know what i mean? it, like it it's something that I kind of like, I like the variety of everything. And I feel like the weird forest growing around the population and the population being so intertwined with it makes the region really unique in and of itself. And I, that's one of the things I like about this series is there's so many different biomes and they're so radically different from each other. Right. Um, Right. And, And personally, the it's one of the things it's, it's very Oh, soothing isn't the right word but it's very relaxing being in some of like the giant tree things you look up and you yeah. see like
1: it's yeah, i mean it would be beautiful you can
0: just see the sky through yeah. all the branch work and
1: everything like that it's it's very neat yeah uh, it's the kind of place that you would want to go visit you know, like if you've ever yeah t- if you've ever visited a rainforest um it's kind of got that vibe to it right yeah where yeah it, and, every- and, and
0: and you know don't don't get me wrong i it's just like any place on uh, tamriel I'm sure, it's awful to live there because everything wants you dead. is <laughs> right, uh, right. popping out to maul you and stuff like that and drink your blood, but it it seems at least less hostile than some of the other regions we've talked about, like Black Martian, things like that. Seems <laughs> yeah. like if you can be one with nature, things things will be alright for you, at least
1: mostly in Valenwood. At least mostly. Yeah, it doesn't seem as dangerous. You're right, it's got that kind of fairy-like quality to it. So, this is something I find particularly interesting about this is that this, along with many other fantasy series and and stories and things like that, you can trace the uh, lineage back to the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and Mirkwood. Yeah, and the, the idea one. of the when trees When I read that on stream, I was like, woof. right?" <laughs> but like, uh, you know, Tolkien. Describes Mirkwood as being dark in the canopy of of leaves over over the area and there's a group of elves that live there The elves that happen to live there of the Bosmer are very similar in a lot of ways to that type of elf in right I mean, there's major differences, but there are similarities But one of the things I find that I really like about what Elder Scrolls didn't do is they didn't have their elves living underground Tolkien's elves live in that area specifically live underground in caves and this group of elves live up in the trees. So there are elves in Tolkien's stories that live up in the trees, but it's not the ones in Mirkwood. So at least that's different. (laughs) So the other thing too, without sounding like overly
0: cynical, um, playing through like the original Elder Scrolls arena, um, and a little bit into Daggerfall, but Daggerfall started to find its identity more. Um, Arena had some unique structural bones to the series, but you could tell it was kind of like, let's make fantasy world. He, and there's some really strong ties. And as the series has kind of gone on and gotten more writers and more teams involved with it over literal decades at this point, um, the ideas that started really similar to other works of fiction have become much more unique and found their own footing to make them different even Mm. based on like orcs are not an uncommon thing but the orsimer being a civilized group of a society but they're also an offshoot of myrrh it's like there's right. a whole bunch of different parts of other things that blend together in their own way with their own unique flourishes that make it so unique and i feel like that's kind of a situation here as well
1: yeah it's nice that it uh, you could see the influences but it's not just a copy paste
0: it, yeah it's not a copy paste it right. sort of almost was at the start and then it right. found its own unique voice i guess right. you
1: could put and it. i think they've done a good job of that like some of the yeah. the things that they've worked in that really set the series apart over time, have, have improved the series, but also done it in very interesting and kind of new ways, which is great. Yep. Yep. Uh, before we move on to the fauna, there's one more item. There's uh, the the palm-leafed calipi trees, which you also can see in the region, and these are known, they're basically used for their essence, the seeds, and they're mm-hmm. used in rituals with the bosmer, so... That's another one of the things that's kind of unique to this zone, doesn't really show up in other zones. Um, but then there's the fauna. And we talked a little bit about the fauna, the the species that were there before the bosmer showed up. And right. you you go through this region and just like any, any forest, you're going to see lots of different types of animals, monkeys, antelopes, uh, giant wasps. I hate the freaking giant wasps. And the giant wasps are super annoying. I mean, they're not, not hard to kill, thing, but, but it's just like every time ticks. you run past one, they chase you and I'm just like, oh yeah. god. Um, thunderbugs, spriggans are common yep. here, but I feel like spriggins are common as like Almost common spriggans everywhere. Spriggans
0: seem like they're pretty universally in any wooded area. With yeah. Any type of sort of magical influence. It seems like you'll end up with some spriggans.
1: Right. Right. And then, of course, crocodiles. They've so got yeah. crocodiles in this zone, too. Uh Yeah, those are the things. The
0: they're like giant bloated ticks that I was referring to. They're horrible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I believe the Book of Dance and Fire at one point, somebody gets like knocked out uh and they wake up with a horror like tearing through their shirt to like Ugh. rip their guts out and I get saved like last second I was like wow that's a that's a real miserable way to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob the Princess in chat says, I don't see many Spriggans in Alic here. It's a desert, Rob. <laughs> yeah, they're just dried they're just, out. They're just dried out <laughs> Spriggans. they turn <laughs> just in, dried out. They're just ash Spriggans at that point? Yeah, ash Spriggans, perfect. There you go. Uh, then we've got uh, timber mammoths in parts of Green Shade and Malibu yep. Tor uh cinch tigers and some other creatures that are more common to places like elsewhere yep so yep. you got some of that stuff as well um anything else that comes uh, to mind No,
0: those are the main things it's a lot of it, it's much more like standardized with like bigger versions of stuff i guess kind of like the actual rainforest <laughs> bigger yeah. versions of some stuff yeah, yeah. um a lot of st- the, the one of the things that it actually mentions at the bottom which i think is kind of a a good point where it kind of mentions where it doesn't really know where you put it in the category of, is it flora or is it fauna? Because what exactly is it? And they mentioned the Spriggan thing, which I guess kind of crosses that bridge plant and um, plant people sort of, right? Yeah. which also kind of equates to things called lurchers, which are these like bigger versions are more a hulking version of like a Spriggan type of thing, a little more tree, a little less, but, but like, similar idea um and there's carnivorous stranglers which it's like (laughs) i i've always thought of those as sort of like venus fly traps yeah so it's like yeah you see
1: them in dungeons a lot
0: you do see them in dungeons a lot um so it's like i i don't know i i could see that being you know more of a flora thing because it's technically a venus fly trap isn't like planning your demise. It's just waiting for you right. to trigger its stem and it sucks you in or whatever.
1: Right. Yeah, it is more plant than animal. Um Yeah. Yeah. But that, I mean that's most of it. That's most of the the creatures that that you can find in in these zones. And uh I think that's going to do it. That's going to wrap yeah, it up. Um, I think
0: that's I think that's our Valenwood
1: synopsis. Yeah. So this is there's one little note here that's kind of interesting because because of the Bosmer and the Bosmer connection to the Wild Hunt, which we've talked about before. Go look up the episode if you haven't heard it. Yeah, uh, Valenwood at one point was planned to have gone through a wild hunt during the Oblivion Crisis. So the events yes. of, of Elder Scrolls Oblivion, which would have resulted in, of course, this area being overrun by monsters during that time, Right. which means that they would have closed it off. And it means that the people in other regions would have changed the name. They would have called it either Adamor, which means spirit forest, or Golmora, which means monster wood. That would have been freaking awesome. It would. Oh, have... Don't go to Golmora.
0: Also, I feel like I know it's an M-rated series, but I feel like Monster Wood is a weird, weird name <laughs> for a forest. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: there you go. We're done. So, That's so, it. On that note. <laughs> on that note. Avoid the monster wood. <laughs> <laughs> don't, uh, don't ask the monster about the wood. No. Don't point funny. it out. It gets awkward. Ooh. <laughs> Whew, somebody's going to make an ESO character <laughs> named Monster Wood. Uh, if, if there's not already <laughs> an entire PvP guild named that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, dude. Well, this has been fun. You have anything else you want to share before we head out? <laughs> uh, no,
0: not really. I was going to say just recording uh, Tales. We We had a real-time problem last week so we're a little off kilter again but um should have an episode coming up for you all this weekend and uh yeah just let us know if you uh are attending either pax east or eso vegas part two the vegasing or whatever they're gonna call it and uh yeah hopefully i can actually say hi to some of you people in person because these events are super fun even if they are kind of Problematic to design around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it should be a lot of fun. We'll we'll be talking more about it as yep. as time passes. Yeah, we'll have lots of updates. So. And uh, yeah, yeah, plug in, and we'd love to see people there. If uh, hope I hope, oh, maybe I can make it. Hopefully, I know. We'll, we'll you gotta see. find a
0: way to make it too. Yeah, I gotta get some more.
1: More. Tasty, tasty dinners. <laughs> tasty dinners. Tasty dinners. The food was so good in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good times. Well, thank you for tuning in, everybody. My stuff, you can find my shows, all the other lore casts I do, like Fallout and Starfield, which we're still waiting for an announcement on when exactly that's coming out, and Lord of the Rings lore cast and, and the others I do, all at robotsradio.net. So go check that out. Uh, but thank you for being here, chat. Thank you for joining us. Love to see yeah. all the comments, and we will see you next time. So stay safe out there. See you guys later. Bye, everybody.